Let's talk. Pat here with Jimmy and Sean. What's up, gentlemen? What up, y'all? Andy had to bail last second for some family stuff, so we will continue onward. How was everyone's weekend? Good. Solid. For those of you who might be viewing this, the plan, at least, is to have this be our first video podcast posted on... YouTube, if all goes well. Um, so far, it's looking pretty good. For those of you, um, I, you'll appreciate the, the new Bros Like Talk studio that Sean and I are sitting in. A lot of effort and time went into this. We've got some some valuable memories of past shows on our wall here. So This looks like a room right out of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Like, this is the room in Pee-wee's basement where he podcasts. I love it. That's kind of the look I was going for. I I love it. So basically what it really is is I painted one of my walls in my Pat Cave green, tacked as a green screen, and uh, I've been playing with different backgrounds for us to sit on for the last week or so, and then for whatever reason last night I couldn't sleep, uh, so about 12... 12.30, 12.30, I get up and come downstairs, and I spend about two hours creating this background that we're using. So, yeah, that's what I do when I can't sleep. It was awesome. I came home yesterday. I saw Pat hard, hard at work after the Fury fight. Dedication yeah, did you guys bonus. watch? Yeah, I did. Sean watch. watched. I followed via Twitter update. So I got basically the updates after it had already happened. Johnny, where'd you watch uh, it? I watched it at Cody Bruno's place. Him and Janessa hosted. It oh, was, nice. Uh, a good time. Cooked uh, some venison up for everybody. Had some pizza, some beers. Watched the fight. And I don't know. Here's the thing. I get jacked up on fight night, but I still thought it was lackluster yesterday. And I still enjoyed myself yeah, watching agreed. it. Because I love watching fights. Um, But yeah, I mean, pretty much... As everyone's heard today, once Wilder got his eardrum popped, he was walking around like Bambi out there, just absorbing blows from Fury. So, right, because there's nothing you can really do when your equilibrium is busted yep. and you're all thrown off, and you just basically did what he always tries to do and hopes his right hand yep. lands and knocks Fury out, and then he wins. But that was not yeah. the case last and night. I think it's not that his right hand isn't nuclear still. Like I still think he could throw that thing. The first loss on his record is going to hurt. Um, I don't know. Once his eardrum went, he really, like, he was slipping on his own feet. He was falling over. And it didn't, yep. he didn't really take one on the chin. It's not like he was knocked out by any means, but his ear was leaking. Leaking. Bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. So, you know, that's kind of that. There is already a third fight on the on the card. 
uh, under contract rather. So there will be a round three. If he wants it, did he? Did he say he wanted it already? Wilder to accept. It's up he'll, to Wilder. Yes, whoever. Who, if he backs away. So I, why I mean, would why would that whoever, be the case? Whoever loses gets whoever loses gets to um gets to trigger the rematch if really they want it. How, how come why does it work yes. like that shouldn't it be that whoever won uh, has the opportunity just, to be like I'll, I'll fight you again or no it's over i beat your ass it was just built into the contract that way if the loser um, gets their ass whipped like if they get destroyed and they're like you know what i don't want to go around three then that's that obviously the winner is gonna i guess yeah. right. want to go again the winner won <laughs> but it's probably right like the loser has can, has an opt-out clause that they I mean, if either one of them opts out, you just assume they're probably going to retire at this point, right? Uh, yeah, I would think I mean, so. How, they're in their 30s, both of them, right? Wilder's 34 and Fury's 31, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Fury's definitely not. I mean, even if he lost, he wasn't going to retire, I, I don't like think, he, because he's now the face of boxing. Right, but I'm saying if he lost and then oh, backed sure. out of a fight with Wilder, that would be... A big career mistake unless yeah. he's definitely going to go for it again because you yeah. saw it at the end of the fight and any fighter who gets who gets stopped early is going to act like that but he was getting his head beaten in um, so yeah Literally. so it, it was the right call to stop it I I go back to and I posted this on Old Sport that you can't put that much time effort and money into your entrance and walk in looking like a Mortal Kombat character. 40k and then on that get costume. Absolutely whooped like he did. $40,000. Like again, I didn't up. watch the fight, but from everything I saw, everyone had Fury winning every round leading up to the TKO and they were just talking about how Wilder had no legs. He lost his stamina early after he had his eardrum blown. His equilibrium was off, but it seemed like Fury commanded the fight the whole time and was taking it to him as well. It wasn't just you know, he wasn't like just picking his spots. He was on the attack the whole time, moving forward. He made so that that's been that's been a knock on Wilder for a while. And I text you guys last night is that he's not a quote unquote boxer. He has this devastating right hand that is the great equalizer in most fights, and the ones that he's won by knockout have come from his right hand. But Fury had a good game plan and took. He would. Hit him with a simple one-two combo and then lean on him. And when you're supporting 270, 80 pounds the whole night after taking shots to the face and body shots, it starts to wear on you. Plus, then you get your eardrum beat in and now your equilibrium's thrown off. You can't balance. Your cardio is not what it should be. You're supporting this big dude. You can't land your right. It was just it was a recipe for disaster for him while perfectly executed by Fury. And for Wilder messed up too because... Um, anytime they got in the clinch, he went low and was, like you said, supporting that mm-hmm. body weight. But not only that, Fury did a great job at cutting off the air supply. He was choking him. Anytime they clinched, Wilder bobbed his right. head, he was getting choked out. He was getting no air. So, you know, Fury, he knew he was going to win that fight once. You know, he did. He knew Agreed. he was going to win that fight for the majority of the fight, maybe even right off the get-go based on how Wilder was fighting. He had no problem. Just leaning on him, taking his shots when they when he got him, lean on him again, choke out the air supply. I mean, he had the he had the recipe down down pat, you know, and and he really didn't Agreed. have an issue. Another thing he did was he made the ring really really small for Wilder. Fury always had his back to the middle. He was always cutting off the running lanes. He was always cornering him, keeping him on the ropes. 
Fury keeping Wilder on the ropes, that is, keeping him in right. the corner. He did a great job. I mean, he really outboxed Wilder straight up. Agreed. That's what I mean. He had a plan going into it. He executed the plan. And it seemed that when Wilder couldn't land that right hand that he was looking for, he didn't really yep. know what to do. 100%. Plus, on top of all the other things we talked about, having to support Fury, having his eardrum beat in, just was not a good night for him. It was financially. He was guaranteed $5 million for that fight, and then he gets a share of the pay-per-view revenue, which I'm sure was great. So financially, he'll look awesome. But he what? $28 million at the end of the night for, for Wilder. Oh, that's that's what they ended up taking sure home? That's an estimate, but I'm pretty sure that was the number, the mark they put on it. But So now, I wonder, will we see... Fury Joshua first or Fury Wilder first or Fury Wilder 3 like, which one do you think will happen first I feel like Fury Wilder 3 is going to be in like two years to be honest okay. Jim but, random quick question for you sorry I'm still I'm yes. listening but I'm still trying to work on the do we look backwards on your screen Damn. yes you're you're inverted, inverted. for sure All right. keep talking pretend like I didn't say anything okay that's okay let me so, just Sean, let me which would you rather see first? Keep talking. Well, okay. I would like, I mean, I would we're good. like for Wilder Fury to be able to go at it next, like just to keep it fresh, but I only want that if Wilder is going to be at 100%. So if we have to wait for Wilder sure. to get back to 100, that's okay by me. I would watch Fury fight anybody to see what he's got. Yeah, agreed. To be honest, I think... I think he'll destroy Anthony Joshua. Really? Personally. So I haven't seen anything about yeah, Anthony Joshua. I'm not going to pretend I have. But after watching Fury yesterday again versus Wilder, look like a man possessed. That guy is a beast. They both are six nine, two seventy, just throwing yeah. hammers around. Like I'll watch him fight pretty much anybody. And if he's going to destroy his opponent, then I hope that happens first, so Wilder can get back on his legs, and then, and then let's see two one hundred percent healthy guys go at it again. We've had some some good fights the last couple months. Well, on paper, the, the McGregor fight wasn't so much good as it was people wanting to see him come back and get a victory, which he did. Yeah. And I don't I don't think this this it was a good fight. I don't think it was what people wanted to see. Nobody got knocked out. It wasn't both guys getting the crap kicked out of them for you know eight nine rounds before someone losing. But it was still a good fight. So. We have some good fights on the docket too. Um, Khabib, Tony Ferguson is what in Dude, April? I'm I'm ready for that. I haven't seen Khabib fight. That's in a gonna while. be I'd be uh, happy to watch that fight. Man, I think it's in April. Let me check. I'd be real happy for that one. Fury did land a couple cheap shots yesterday, though. Like more than back of the head. Yeah, back so, of the head. Yeah. His first knockdown. Is that when he? I don't know if that's when. Those are hard to tell, though. I feel like those a lot of times are judgment calls because, like, a guy's turning his head away and you're already throwing a punch. Like, what are you supposed to do? Khabib versus Tony Ferguson, April 18th. Because it might hit him in the back of the head, you know. No, you're definitely right. Wilder kind of. I think he was trying to duck it. He duck and turned, and it just so happened that the punch landed in the back of the head. You're right. But still. Guys, so. Khabib Ferguson will be on the night that we're at Augustana. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Dude. So that we should be We can do a fun. host party. We should. We that will should be pay fun. for the fight, and we'll be heroes again. I think I can get it for free on ESPN+. Oh, oh. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to text Mike right now and let him know so he can let his friends know. So that's on the docket. We've Although, got a lot of new things. We, uh, we have to keep that party... 
keep it clean. Relatively low. Nah, screw it. We'll just take. We'll all let the- uh, next time. Next time, Mike's on the show. We'll let him explain what nah, we're dude, talking not about. Not even. We'll just because if we're there and something like that happens, we'll just take the blame for everything. Something like what? I'll be like, I'm a grown ass man. We'll 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 let Mike tell his story on the air, Sean. We'll yeah, tell we'll you let off Mike the tell air. his All side. Right. Um, let Mike, let Mike. We've got a lot of new things in the pipeline, though. So this video stream, now that it's been backwards, flipped back and forth twice, um, is one of the new things. One of the other new things that we talked about and we've been trying to promote this week is we want to provide the opportunity for our listeners to be involved with the conversation. So one thing we're going to start doing is every week we're going to post a little conversation that we've been having in our text thread because we have basically probably like 0.01% of all things we talk about actually make it on an episode of of our podcast. Yeah, we talk daily all day long from 5.30 a.m. to about midnight every night. We just have... And we talk about so much stuff. There are periods of time where we don't even acknowledge what certain people say, and then we move on to a different subject, and we're all in on yeah. that. It's just content after content, right. literally all day so, long. So it's almost like a, a, a little bit of a confessional for all of us. Like yeah. Gathering general opinions. Yes. Bless me, Father, yeah, exactly. for I have sinned. Here's what I'm going to talk so about. So one, one of the ways we figured we could combat that and kind of – not lose all this content that we produce on a day-to-day basis is, like I said, once a week we're going to post a conversation from our text thread, and we opened up a texting voicemail hotline so you, the listeners, can get in on the conversation. We give the power back to you, the people. Oh, boy. (laughs) Sounds real, Cherish. All right. We have mail. I'm going to stop, actually, because everything's going crazy today, but. We should be playing Hotline Bling. Oh, there we go. Good suggestion. Next week, it'll have Hotline Bling. Text it in. Maybe we'll roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hi, this is Jimmy from Villa Park. I was just wondering if you could play Hotline Bling before the voicemail segment. (laughs) That's how we. I like it. Okay. One second here. You guys keep filling up the time. Uh, that's how we should make all our suggestions. We should just call it in with like other voices and other people just favor Hey, uh, this is uh, Jimmy from uh, Austin, <laughs> Texas. Uh, I think you should play Hotline Bling. I'm a, I'm a huge Drake fan down in the in the deep south. Um, before the voicemail. Um, thanks, boys. Keep doing what you're doing. I gave you... Five star rating from the Lone Star State on that old uh on that old uh, iTunes app thing yeah. yeah. on my phone. Quick quick spot here. Beep. Wow, that was weird. You guys can hear that. Okay, sorry. The sound was picking up all of us talking too, so I didn't want that to record through. Okay. We have our first segment of voicemails, hotline bling. I like that, Jim. 
that's what we'll call it moving forward. So, this week's topic, I sent it out a few different times on Facebook. And again, if you're not already following us on Facebook, check us out at Bros. Let's what Talk. What are you doing? Exactly. What are you doing? So, this week, our conversation revolves around the grilled cheese sandwich. So, the conversation started because Jimmy sent us a picture from, I think it was Katie Nolan's Twitter. Um, and yes. it was two different grilled cheese sandwiches cut in half two separate ways with ketchup on the side. And the point of the photo that was sent out was that the one grilled cheese is cut in half. The A way in which you should never cut your sandwiches in half, which is Ever. horizontally... Not diagonally or vertically, which are the accepted cutting angles. Which are the non-serial Right. This one is angles. cut horizontally in half. So there's like the, the rounded top half of the bread is a half piece, and then the bottom square piece of the bread is a half piece. It looks really weird. That's kind of how the conversation started. Like Jimmy sent it, and then I said, what happened to the top half of that grilled cheese? And then right away, oh, shit, I just realized what was going on there. And then Andy said... Who the fuck did that? So basically, <laughs> from there, it turned into, um, one, the cut of the grilled cheese, and then two, using ketchup as a dipping condiment, because we all kind of were in agreement that soup, specifically tomato soup, is the the most common the grilled, grilled cheese yeah. side. So, and I mentioned that I've used ketchup on a few times, or a few occasions, and then you guys were, you know, kind of surprised by that, but... Um, you know, we went to talk about how it's usually because I, I don't order grilled cheeses out when I go out anywhere. So it's like something I make at home and then I just make tomato soup with it. If there's ever an instance though, Sean says he'll dip it in any soup. Yes. Something that I was, had never even thought to try, but only dipped soup. it in tomato soup. Um, so we've gotten some feedback on the text line, on the voicemail and, uh, on some Facebook comments. So we figured we would just go through and check in on some of those so i wanted to start by reading the first text that we received and this one actually um shout out to emma andy's cousin she was the first person to hit up the text line but unfortunately for her at the time that i put out the hotline number we hadn't had a topic yet um so she just said yeah. hey we'll take that's it. cool we like that we appreciate it so Give me one second here. I don't know why it's not loading. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> we do hate goodbyes. We'd rather see you come than go. Oh. Ah. Whoa, dude. Whoa, dude. Whoa. All right. Give me a sec. Everything craps out the instant I try and access it. Exactly. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Always. It's like all we do is experience <laughs> technical difficulties. Right. Pat, have you shared the news with the world yet about the big change going on in your life? Uh, I don't think I changed or shared it on here. Um, so I guess we could uh, go over that briefly. So I enrolled back in classes this past week at the Illinois Media School. And it's not like, you know, standard classes going back to school. It's like an eight-month accelerated program where I will go through and basically become certified in TV and radio broadcast. So one day we can do this and get paid for it. Yup. 
basically what it comes down to. So, basically, super excited about that. Our leader doing leaderish things. Just trying to, uh, trying to keep the course moving forward. But it, it really is actually a cool opportunity for us. Um, I'm going to have... We will actually get to record at the studio. Right, so I'll have access to audio, video studios, state-of-the-art cameras, microphones, audio-visual equipment. Um, I'm going to be learning how to use all of the premier audio and video editing programs um, through Adobe and whatnot. So uh, definitely excited. Uh, I just started this past week. I've had a couple days of classes, so... Um, you know, it's going to take some getting used to getting back to school and everything, but, um, it's not like your typical school in the sense that, you know, you got to go sit through English, math, science, all those classes that you don't really care about. Um, uh, I'm actually learning stuff that, that I want to learn and that will help this podcast. So what it won't teach me though is how to deal with technical difficulties. Well, it'll teach me, but, like, this seems specific. Okay, here we go. This seems specific. We'll just edit this out We won't, okay? I like to keep it all in there. Okay, so as I mentioned before, our first text message was received from Andy's cousin, Emma, who's a big fan of the show. So thank you for your participation. She was, um, she came out to our charity event. She listens to the show Mm -hmm. every week. Mm -hmm. Um, just a true supporter of Bros. Let's Talk. So we're honored that you reached out. And uh, once the computer allows me to, I will read your text message. I will read it. It will be read. I hate this thing right now so much. You have no <laughs> idea. Like, I tried all this stuff a million times. Okay. We got some text loading up on the screen. From the 630. All right. And again, she didn't have the topic, so I just wanted to give her props by reading her text. Said, hi, it's Emma, Andy's cousin. Don't hold that against me. I tried out out for my high school radio station 10 years ago, but got cut in the first round. Don't hold that against me either. Anyway, thanks for your consideration. I really hope to finally make my radio slash podcast debut. I would leave a voicemail, and this is on Monday. I would leave a voicemail, but I'm at a bar right now celebrating three out of 45 presidents. Thanks. Okay. You know what, Emma? I'm giving you an official invite to come on this show and live your high school Perfect. dream. Perfect. I like it, too. The fact that you reached out, you took initiative, you were the first person in our in our inbox, I like it. We've got um, some more text messages from valued listener of the show and former co-host, guest co-host, Tone Valone, yeah, resident WWF expert. Expert. He says, I'm a big fan of soaking my chips in soup. And when it comes to so- soaking his chips in the soup, okay. and when it comes to smells, because we did uh, also talk about how good the smell of fresh laundry is so that was part of the conversation as well tone says he likes fresh cut grass and the smell of laundry exhaust on a brisk evening Mm. can't say i disagree with him there this text from the 312 
And guys, for the future, please put your name in because it only shows up as phone numbers. I think this is Dave David C. from Elmhurst, though. Jalapeno Popper Grilled Cheeses for the win. FT and then we've got one more, and this is a question from the 630. What kind of cheeses have been tried besides just normal American cheese? Who the hell makes a grilled cheese with American? Well, the classic grilled cheese is singles. American Straight cheddar for me. Oh, I've done yeah, Straight we've cheddar. definitely tested the cheeses. Um I the the all all American classic grilled cheese is Craft singles on just regular toasted bread. I've definitely had provolone, provolone cheddar combo, Colby Jack provolone cheddar combo. I've done up to four cheeses on one grilled cheese. Not just four slices, four different cheeses on one grilled cheese. So um, mm-hmm. I made mm-hmm. Alex a grilled cheese yesterday, and he seemed to like it. So that was a good uh, – I know. Good because he's very picky. That means you make a Thank superb you. grilled cheese. I felt cheese. good by it. So – Okay, so we've got our text line here. We've got a couple voicemails as well, so I was happy to hear that. Let's um, literally, <laughs> yeah. If um, if technology will allow us, let's go ahead and listen to these voicemails. The uh, first one comes in from the six three zero. We got no sound. Yes. Come on. Don't fail me now. I have made a grilled cheese with so many different kinds of cheeses. And one because, partly because I'll experiment and, you know, make a grilled cheese with any cheese because why not? But also out of necessity. Uh, mm-hmm. Growing up living at my house, like sometimes we'll only have like monster cheese. Or we'll only have so then you got to have a monster grilled cheese. That's just exactly. the way it is. That's what you do. Swiss cheese. Pat mentioned provolone. Colby Jack is actually my favorite grilled cheese. Now, my favorite, favorite grilled cheese is two Colby Jack, one cheddar. That's pretty good. Oh, Colby okay. Jack and I cheddar see, is yeah, a good combo. Good. It is a fire combo. Colby Jack and cheddar. All right. I believe you. So but my Tommy gun <laughs> don't. Yeah, I'll go all the way with that one. Chips. Chips in your soup sounds pretty good. But I think. If you're doing it for the crunch, you got to go quickly. You're almost better off dipping. I am a fan of the Keebler buttercrack. I don't know if they're, if they're called oh, the the Keebler oh, club yeah. crackers. Those are good. I'm a, those in your, buttery in your crackers. Yeah. In, yeah, the green box in my soup. Okay, Absolutely. let me give this voicemail a quick go. See if we got sound here. Me too. Although Ritz, man, I love me some Ritz. Put it on the Ritz. Ritz is also delicious, but. Both of them beat oyster crackers, in my opinion. I don't like oyster crackers. Oh, man, I love me a good oyster cracker. I get it with chili. I don't get it with soup. No? I would rather have club or Ritz crackers with soup. Oh, for sure. But if but I think oyster are third for me. Mm, only because I can't think of another cracker. Saltine, bro. No, I don't use saltine. I'm not a huge saltine fan, but I'll use them if I don't have another cracker to use. All right, give me one second. I think I got this. For myself, I would buy club ribs, oyster, saltine. That's the order. Yeah, all right. As far as dipping your grilled cheese in multiple soups, I'm telling you. I'm trying to think. What about like a grilled cheese in a in a 
like a lemon chicken um, rice. Actually, our cousin soup. that could actually cousin, be really good. Jake Never mind. Grieve um, commented yes. on the Facebook post and said that I think he said he dips it in clam chowder with uh, with bacon, grilled cheese with bacon Ooh. dipped in clam chowder. That sounded pretty good. All right, let me check really this good. sound one more time. <laughs> Yo, squeeze Clark here, coming on the smells and grilled cheese. Um, I'm gonna have to go with that you could dip it in whatever, although I've never really thought about that. Only done tomato soup, which is the best, but think about a fondue mountain of cheese, like dipping in more cheese. Man, I don't know, that sounds great. And clothes, laundry, yeah, that smells good, but you know what else smells good? A fresh bag of, well, you know where I'm going with this. Peace. <laughs> Was that my buddy That's Corey? Corey? Filling in on the text line. I knew it. That, a grilled really cheese, a, the, the fondue, fondue a, a grilled cheese dipped in fondue. That's sounds, actually sounds so good. Now, Sean, you know not to take a bite of the grilled cheese off the fork, right? Because that would be a fine don't. <laughs> oh, ho. I can see you fine don't with the fork. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, you guys are good. That is one of my favorite that '70s show jokes I've ever heard. From Kitty. That would be a fine don't, and I use that every chance I get because I think it's amazing. That, Literally, I think any time the word fine do comes up, I find a way to work that joke into that the conversation. That is pretty amazing, dude. Well done. I've never, I've never Thank you. Never fine Are you serious? Are you for serious, dog? Okay, here's the thing, Sean. I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Um... So BLT group outing at the melting pot? No, here's the thing. If you're going to do fondue, you should just do it yourself. Really? Because honestly, like, I don't know. There's some, like, it's pretty good, but just you go to the melting pot and you pay, like, pretty decent amount of money for for your I'm dinner. I'm going to check the prices right you're basically, now. Y'all keep you're talking. basically paying to cook your own food. Like, they I've, just bring I've you. It, I've heard it's expensive. I've heard it's delicious. I think it comes down to the individual. Some people say it's worth it. Some people say it's not worth it. And it's funny because I've had this conversation within the past like three weeks at work with coworkers. About, about fondue. About the melting pot, and and then it oh okay, got it. Fondue in general, and everyone has their their take on it. Everyone has their their opinion of fondue. It's hard to find people that agree on it. Right. I'll be honest, and that's fine. That's but you know what. All right, let's mm-hmm. check out. Well, if the sound again will let us, let's see our next voicemail we got here coming in from the uh, 630. Uh, why did everything load so slow? Yeah, bro, this is Hingle McCringleberry. I just wanted to say, you know, on the show, love you guys, listen all the time, but this El Tuve guy, you know, El Tupe, whatever his name is, what we should really be talking about is Bobby Boucher, <laughs> because Bobby Boucher was the all-time greatest football player to ever play. So, in my eyes, we need to stop talking about them, them Astros and start talking about the football, because, you know, what Mama said... Well, my, mama wasn't right. Coach Klein said, well, mama don't know, don't hurt. So let Sean know that he's a little bitch. 
All right. There's a solid caller from the 630. Sounds more like he's down was from the that, bayou. But. Was that uh, loyal listener and all-star softball fill-in Ryan Schroeder? That, that was. I believe so. Oh, yes. Two okay. for two. Okay. We've got uh, another caller checking in from the 630. Hey, bros. Big, big fan. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. This is Andrew from Indy. Very excited to be included in the conversation with the topic at hand being grilled cheese sandwiches. Grilled cheese sandwiches are one of my all-time favorite sandwiches. It's been a staple in my life since I was a young child. Helped me win growth and development. It's a very versatile sandwich. You can have different types of cheese to appeal to different taste buds, as well as different types of bread to change the equation. Uh, when it comes to the main topic at hand, which is tomato soup being the supreme grilled cheese side, I must say that yes, it is, and anything less does not really suffice in my opinion. Ketchup is only acceptable in desperate situations. Uh, thank you for taking so my call. Familiar. Look forward to speaking to you guys in the future. Again, this is Andrew from Indy. All right. I, just, I can't put my finger where I heard that voice sure before. Soon to be Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's Andrew from Indy. Andrew Luck. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew from Indy. Oh, right. That's where I've heard it from so, before. Andrew, thank you for listening. Thank you for the call. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we've got our final voicemail here again from the 630. Bros, let's talk. Ryan Schroeder, champ. People champ here. Just want to let you guys know, long-time listener, first-time caller. But... Uh, wanted to fill you guys in. I don't know if you uh, re-upped your uh, subscription to Obscure Sports Quarterly, but ESPN The Ocho is coming back, and now that we're in the uh, XFL season, there's no more NFL, and the NBA is pretty much trash, I think we need to get into the Obscure Sports. Um, you know, we could get into the high lie, but it's a little dangerous. Uh, midget tossings coming back. Um, a lot of good guys on the circuit now. Um, we got Pee Wee. We got, uh, Tiny Tim. And these guys got some distance on them, man. So I think we need to really up our game and, you know, take bros next, let's talk to the next level. So let's think about it, put it on the back burner, and, uh, looking to hear back. Love the show, guys. All right, some great points there from Ryan from Elmhurst. Uh, I I wouldn't be opposed to getting in on the midget tossing circuit. Uh, my money's on Tiny Tim. <laughs> I'm more of a peewee guy myself. It is a probably better name, but Tiny Tim has always persevered in my eyes. So those are the, the names of the throwers. <laughs> There's gotta be a, there's gotta be a, a name like someone's gonna be named like Thor or Magnus for sure as a thrower. I bet you both of those are individual names. First thrower we have Thor. Second Magnus. Magnus Magnuson. 
All right. Well, solid uh, first week of voicemails and text messages. Keep them coming in, guys. Really appreciate you contributing to the conversation. Before we move on to our next topic, we have a uh, quick ad from our sponsors. Every day, honest men express their sports opinions outwardly. You know, other than the lack of dunks, slower game speed, lower scoring games, and 12 sponsor logos on each jerseys, the WNBA is actually pretty good. And every day, they are vilified for said opinions. Typical man. I bet you couldn't guard her. You're a piece of shit. I don't agree with your opinion, so you should kill yourself. Do you long for a space you can discuss sports open and freely? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Are you ready to get the respect you deserve, even if your opinions suck balls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Join Old Sport on Facebook today and start living like a gentleman. Indubitably. And now, through March 15th, every 10 friends you add to the group earns you a raffle entry for a $50 square in a March Madness pool with $5,000 in payouts. Just join Old Sport and invite everyone you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Alrighty, thank you to our sponsors, Old Sport. Um, if you haven't already, as the commercial said, check us out on Facebook. It's a sports discussion group filled with gentlemen. We talk about sports on a daily basis, and we don't attack each other, just our opinions. Right. So, and again, we're raffling off a spot in a March Madness pool that has $5,000 in payouts. It's free to you. All you have to do is invite your friends. Every 10 friends that join is one raffle entry to this grand prize. And since we're talking about it right now, let me just pull up my spreadsheet because I'm keeping track at home. We have a couple raffle entrants. Our first raffle entrant earned was by... Brother of the show, Mike Riley, who has currently added 16 new members since the competition has began. So congrats on that entry, Mike. I myself have earned two entries with 21 people added. And uh, for, for all of our entries that we add, we will be giving our raffle spots away to the people who have the highest members added without entry. So there is still some incentive to keep inviting people, even if you can't get to that 10. So as it stands right now, if I had two raffle spots that were going to be given away, actually first Ryan Schroeder also has earned a raffle entry. So Ryan, thanks so much for the participation this week, bud. Two voicemails, 10 people added. You're killing it, bro. You're earning your way up to that guest host spot. Keep chugging. But if uh, if the raffle ended today, we would have Jimmy Clancy earning a raffle entry with eight people added so far. And then we would have a tie between Johnny DeSalvo and well, that's Sean. So just go to Johnny. So keep adding, guys. We'll keep. Jimmy Clancy and I used to dominate in intramural basketball back in high school. Well, there you go. Now you guys need to dominate in adding members to old sport. Okay. Yes, we do. Uh, Tractor and Babdick were on the team nice. also. They probably did not do much. I'll, n- I'll never forget. We were playing one day, and I stuffed Constable at the rim, and it was so awesome. 
And then he proceeded to hit eight threes. Johnny right Blaze? After that. <laughs> he just stuffed Johnny Blaze. He was not happy, and he let me know it. All right, so... Yep. He didn't try and drive again, though, did he? No, he did not. He certainly did not. Let's touch base. We have... He just threw the ball to Rufus down low, who I think teabagged me on one play. Rufus, what a name. But it's fine. What it happens. Um, all right, let's transition. XFL Week 3 is underway. We had our two games yesterday. Game 3 is just starting right now. Game 4 with your D.C. Defenders will be on this afternoon playing the L.A. Wildcats. The Wildcats? We had um, – wow, dude. Thanks, bro. Right, <laughs> That's true. Yesterday we had uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers dropping to 0-3. Jimmy's Tampa Bay Vipers dropping to 0-3. Yes, and I'm still a fan. They're testing my loyalty early, but – Thoughts I'm on the reports that Mark Tressman because Mark Tressman knows how to grow the man. Knows how to grow the ball. He knows how to grow the man. He knows how to grow ball. the ball. Most of the guys that are fathers are on his team are good fathers. They're good people. He's gonna figure this out. Jimmy, say that one more time, and I'll almost believe you. Can you please do me a favor, Pat, for next week and find the audio clip <laughs> where he's like. I heard that. I, I, yeah. I hadn't heard all of that, but that of which I did hear, I, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and find it. That one's <laughs> the really most good. ridiculous audio clip. Just ever, talking in circles that like you've never heard in your life. It's great. Oh, it's phenomenal. He sure does. So in in that yeah. game, though, we also had the Houston Roughnecks move to 3-0, and looking like possibly the cream of the crop mm-hmm. other than the defenders. And then we had in game two yesterday – we had the uh, Johns Dallas Renegades take down the Seattle Dragons twenty four to twelve. Um, outscoring their points per game and underscoring on their average points given up per game, they're trending. They're trending upward. Trending. Um, the as far as gameplay, I think that it's starting to clean up a little bit. It's still not great. Um, P.J. Walker has established himself as the early favorite for the XFL MVP and kind of just most exciting player. He's slinging. He's um, the Patrick Mahomes of the XFL, I guess. He's making these crazy angle passes and stuff, and um, he's he's looked good. So of the early impressions, I would say he probably has the best shot of earning a roster spot somewhere. The story came out this week that he basically earned his XFL chance because he was a practice squad player on the Colts and Andrew from Indy recommended uh, to his dad that he should join the league and he added him to Houston and he is now arguably the face of the league. Um, I think I know the viewership dropped from week one to week two but it was still like 2.5 million viewers or something. I still Mm -hmm. think for what the XFL should be it's trending upward. Like it's it's yeah. entertaining, but it's developmental all in the same. Like people know that they're not watching the NFL, but it fills that void during this time where there's not really a whole lot going on. In terms of viewership, I think they're going to see a hard uptick once maybe maybe when it comes closer to the playoffs, if, the, if there's good games leading into it. But I think they're going to see a nice uptick. I agree. In the playoffs. I think people are going to want to tune in for that. Because uh, that's when you're actually going to weed out some of the teams who are very lackluster and aren't getting things done. Right. Typical playoffs, right? It's just it's going to be elevated competition. It's going to be closer to good football 
rather than XFL football, if you will. Um, and I think the playoffs is really going to thrive, and that's that's going to come around for next year. I think their biggest struggle is to be is going to be to that the games stay competitive through the playoffs. Like you don't want it getting to the point where you're six weeks in or whatever, and we've got like the clear top four teams, the clear bottom four teams, and it's like, you know, these teams are making the playoffs, these teams aren't. Why are we even playing these last couple weeks or whatever? So I feel like that's kind of happening. Right. Now. Right. It's already starting. The separation's already beginning. Although it is kind of crazy when you look at poor Jimmy's Vipers. They actually have, as far as, like, points per game and, like, yards per game, like, they're actually one of the best offenses, but they just, when when they hold their opponents, they're not scoring touchdowns, and then when they're scoring touchdowns, they're giving up more touchdowns than they're scoring. So, not a a good recipe for for victory, but... Not a good recipe at all. You look at a team like that, though, and it's like, okay, maybe they're not as bad as their record shows. Um, like, cause there's been a lot of other games that have been really low scoring. I know the unders have been hitting on most of these games. So yep, they definitely still have some kinks to work out, but you guys touched on it on the week I was out that it's a good opportunity to be a, like a beta tester for rules and just try it. Like the way that they're doing replay and everything, they should really just focus in and, and focus on what the XFL is doing well and figure out how they can implement that into the NFL. Correct. If 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 you stop watching, expecting it to be the XF or the NFL, I think it'll be more enjoyable. Which was difficult for me at first because well, it's like you said, a lot of the games the, the aren't even game as good as college games that you could watch. C- correct. They they really aren't. Um, but if if you watch it knowing it's supposed to be developmental and they're testing new things out and it's still the start. I mean, they have all new rules to learn. So it is improving. I don't think it's quite as high scoring as they wish it would it would be. But again, McMahon said he doesn't want to have gimmicky football. He wants to have real football that people can invest in and enjoy it for the game. So it's going to take some time, but I well, think that it's already lasted longer than the AAF. So. <laughs> true. Yeah, you're, it's into that's week three. A great point. So that's, that's very true. That's a good sign. Um, I right. think just the fact that it has such a high profile. Uh, investor like Vince McMahon behind it and you know yeah. the reports have come out that he's going to lose 375 million dollars in the first 3 years of the XFL or something yeah. like that but wow that's not why he's doing it you know it's but it's it's exactly. an investment you're he's, you're not doing it for the long term and, and to him like that's it's a big chunk of change to anyone but he's got tons of money so um oh, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is the fact that they don't have to worry about their invest or not being able to sign those paychecks, which is what happened with the AAF. That's how they shut down. Because there is definitely a market for this. People want to watch football year round. So yes, I, and I there's agree. enough. I think that the biggest challenge for them is after this year. You know, it's just you assume there's going to be people that a handful of people that make the move from the XFL back into the NFL, whether it be like a practice squad or a backup role. The struggle for them is going to be to figure out how to continuously replace these players that more often than not are going to be the better players in their league because they're going to be the ones getting the opportunity at the next level. So how are they going to figure out how to replace those players? You know what I mean? Like a guy like P.J. Walker – 
You don't yeah, look at him true. and expect that's him a, to be as point. good as he was, but it was kind of a diamond in the rough situation. And all of a sudden, if he gets called up or whatever, you know, gets an NFL contract, like Houston would probably suck. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you just have a shitty team. So there's a lot of kinks to work out, but I'm I, I hope it lasts like multiple seasons. I hope it's not just a one and done flash in the pan like it was last time. I hope it grows. Yeah. And we have the XFL for years to come straight up. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't mind that I, at all. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they'll do as far as now that I'm that I brought that up. As far as like, um, like will they have an XFL draft combine for all these like D three D two players that really don't have a shot at the NFL? Maybe you know what I mean. Like, is Mike Riley going to be yeah. at the XFL combine in two years? That's the that's so the plan. That'd be cool. Well, for us, for him, I don't know if that's it his plan, now. but. <laughs> Mike, you're going to the now. XFL. That just happened. So, um, yeah, I think, like, I know we kind of joked about it at first, like, we were going to be huge fans and be, like, on the cutting edge. But, like, I'm I'm definitely giving my best effort to stick with it and, and actually be a fan of the XFL. Like, I've, I've For sure. had the TV on and watched at least a half of almost every game that's been played through the three weeks. So, and, yeah, there's times where – it's just on, and I'm looking at my phone, and I'll look up. Uh-huh. I'll look up uh-huh. when they've got a, uh, you know, when it sounds like an, a, a nice play was made or something like that. But it's just yeah. always feels better having football on the screen. I will say this real quick. Agreed. Vince McMahon's net worth is, well, compared to $350 million or whatever he invested, only $2.2 billion. Yeah, so, so that is a large pretty big portion. chunk of change. Yeah, but you figure in the time between now and then, He'll probably make up that loss with profits from the WWF. Yeah, and I'm sure that he invested that money, knowing full well that when and if they start turning profit, he's well. It's probably a situation too where it's like he's probably like a majority investor, but it's not just all his money invested. He probably has like a a group of people that joined together, pooled their money together, and and that group is going to lose X amount of dollars the first couple of years, but. But I think, to your point, if they can figure out a way to bring in fresh, unknown talent and market them, like, they could, a couple years, I could see them starting to turn a little bit of a profit, maybe. I almost think it's unfortunate that the XFL's best player is a quarterback because of how difficult the position is in the NFL compared to... Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. I almost wish their best player was, like, a defensive end... Or a half yeah, back. someone who could actually make a roster and play. Exactly. Right, because no, no matter how good their quarterback is, he's going to be a backup yes. at best in the yes. NFL. He's not taking any starters. That's yeah, a really I good point. I almost wish it was someone who could do it on their own. Like a wide receiver will only shine if they have a good quarterback, but a running back Correct. is like, you know, kind of taking over the league. Or really, I think if they had a pass rusher who was solid. Right, that would be the – yeah. Some guy who's who that ends would with be, like twenty that would be sacks awesome this year, you know what I mean? Just gets yeah. after it. I think one of the things yeah. that no one foresaw coming when it when it came to starting the XFL and launching a new league was that uh, the running games suck. Yeah, and I and and it's They're not and it's going to take You're some time. You, you have that. to have time for these offensive lines to mesh and get to know each other and and their blocking assignments, but. I think that's something that was overlooked out of the gate to where I think there's been only one one rushing performance total that went over 100 yards so far through the three weeks. And that was 
your guy, Cameron Sardis Payne, last week for the Renegades. So um, that's hurting them right now as well because you can't run the ball. So teams are forced to pass a lot more than they would maybe like, and there really just isn't a lot of good quarterback talent either. Yeah, which is like Cardale Jones and PJ Walker have been the best two so far. Even Cardale Jones has been okay. Like, yeah, he's like I watched. I've seen now the Brandon Silvers on the Dragons play for like three full quarters, and he's made a couple good throws, but almost every pass he throws, I just assume is going to get intercepted. <laughs> and then Landry Jones looked the same at a lot of points yesterday too. Like he's supposed to be their star. They that's who they were envisioning being the star of this league. And he had one where he had a guy had his defender beat by four or five yards and he underthrew it by like 12 and the safety made the easiest interception Whoa. I've ever seen in my life. It was that's so that that great. stuff like that is not good for the league. But again, we're three weeks in and it's still alive. So I guess we can just, you know, take small right. victories as they right. come. Yeah. And a lot of the running backs are former NFLers. So and, and they're not like former NFLers. Like they're not removed by like, you know, a season of a short career. They were probably in the NFL for like six to eight years. Right. They were out of the NFL for one or two years and now they're 30. Yep. So we know what happens running backs at 30. And that really is the majority of the big name running backs in the XFL. They're closer to 30 than anyone yep. else, you know, and they kind of pass their prime, to say the least. So maybe, like you said, if we can start getting some younger names, including some, some D3ers or undrafts, if the XFL becomes more appealing than being, in, than being a practice squad running back in the NFL, that's the goal. Or playing in the Canadian yeah, Football right. League. Yeah, I yes. think you're right, Sean. That's Agreed. going to be like the big turning point for the XFL is when they produce that first, like you said, individual position star, like not quarterback, like a, an end or a defensive tackle or a linebacker, some guy who's just in there mauling and then actually makes a squad and like becomes a, a player on an NFL team. Right. Even just a rotation, like 40, not, not, maybe not the level of skill or numbers that Niners put up, but rotation and D lining where he's getting – getting run once every like three four plays yeah like that to start it out because you're so right too like with pj walker the highest he ever elevated in the nfl was practice squad just because mm-hmm. he has a good season in the xfl i don't see that making him all of a sudden a number two or obviously a number one starter in the nfl so it's a tough position to breach it is. All right, let's touch base on the Astros cheating scan a little bit, and then we will wrap this one up with a boat. Bunch of cheating bastards. So a lot of information has come out since we talked about this last, and if you haven't seen it already, just kind of do some research. But the Astros are a bunch of cheating bastards. Um, they had an elaborate sign-stealing, uh, I don't even know, pro scheme, yeah, that they had in place from the top down, uh, Ownership was in on it. Management was in on it. Coaches, players, everyone was in on it within the organization. Um, the punishment came out last week from Rob Manfred. It was weak. Um, they clearly just don't even want to have to deal with this at all. And no, they do not. He tried sweeping right. under the rug. So not you know. And then they had he had the comments. He called the World Series trophy a piece of metal. Idiot! Like this guy is dumb as a box. It's a really weird situation for a sport 
that already struggles with bringing in younger and new viewership, trying to make their game relatable. Um, and yeah, now we've got this whole thing blown up. We had a lot of prominent players speak out in the last week or so talking about how they think it's bullshit and that they sh- the punishment should be a lot harsher, which we all agree with. So we wanted to just throw out some ideas that won't ever happen, but should happen in regards to punishment for the Houston mm. Astros. Mm. So I suggested one last week that they should just all have to line up down the right field foul line or whatever, and you just get like the top 20 throwers in velocity, and they just get to like firing squad chuck baseballs at them <laughs> for like a minute, two minutes. You know, you can cover your face and dick. That's it. You gotta you take it anywhere there. else. Yep. yep. I think oh, that would be fair. You gotta put a helmet on with a batting cage, like with a when you go to the batting cage, you have the helmet with a full cage. Basically, it'd be like a batting helmet with a hockey mask on it, and you're looking at it, you're seeing it coming. Both hands are covering your nuts. You can still wear a cup, but you're gonna be getting lit up. Minute, two minutes. Sean, I think your idea is a legit good idea where everyone, when you go back and see the videos, that was, that was, that you can hear a trash can banging when they're up to bat, you have a postseason ban. So the Astros could go out and win 112 games this year, but Bregman and Altuve and Springer, they can't play. So now you got to call up your AAA guys or or however you want to try and do it. That should My, be your punishment. So the thing is, they can make the postseason. They can make a run at it. But guess what? All of your your whole lineup, including management, right. they're out. Correct. For a full year, salary is taken from them. Totally all of it from the record. And then the whole AAA is promoted. The whole triple <laughs> That would be so AAA awesome. Is promoted to now that that is would be insane. And right. And like, figure it out. Figure it out. You screwed everybody, so figure it out. This is on you now. Like, well, if, if the money is vacated from the players and they can just go out and sign a bunch of free agents, no, the money still hits the cap. So you're still under the cap of which you were originally under. The money is still all... Yeah, that's not a thing. Not that paid. that if, if you get suspended for PED use, they don't get now get that money to go sign exactly. new people. So I think it should be full death penalty on top of that. I think the $5 million fine is straight up laughable considering how much money they made. Exactly. Exactly. So they need to be fined heavier, especially also, they, did you see the, was it Man U or that soccer organization? Oh, yeah. Like $30 yes, $30 million. Dollars. Yeah. So $5 million. Yeah, euros, sorry. And they got they got booted from the Champions League for a couple seasons, yes, I think. Correct. So. Well, well, that's a little different because the, they have what, a main league, but the Champions is, League is like the top from every other European league plays in the Champions League. So they they can still play in their standard league or whatever. They're in the Premier League, I think. But they, can, they can't qualify for the champion, which is, for most people, like, that's a big deal when you can beat the other leagues in Europe because it's so huge there. Um, one thing that I really, like, have been thinking about a lot since all this came out was... I feel like you better see an uptick then in Hall of Fame voting from the steroid era people yeah, next year because if they're if the MLB is just going to come out and openly basically try and hide a cheating scandal, then then 
why are you trying to stand there and be a higher authority and moral or moral authority on on cheating? You're like telling these certain groups of players they can't get in because they use steroids. Yet we had a team that won a World Series championship and benefited through cheating. And you're basically just slapping right. them on the wrist like it's not a big deal. Look like Altuve's home road splits that postseason are hilarious. It's like 420 oh, at home versus 160 on the road. He had eight home runs at home versus one on the road. I mean, we were we were talking about him last night with our cousin, who's a huge baseball fan, and we we still can't get over the four sliders in a row that he quote unquote guessed from a guy who could throw 103 oh, miles an hour shit, and then rocks a home run. I've ever seen someone hit it in that stadium. Ever. Bullshit. Just re- the And then we were talking day. about um one of one of his friends lives in Tampa Bay and after they demolished what's Glasgow, the guy's name? Yeah. Glasgow on Tampa, one of his friends texted him without knowing and said, Dude, the Astros are cheating. They know what's coming. This guy is getting just rocked. His stuff is filthy. This shouldn't right. be happening. And you go big, back and you right. watch. Yeah, he was right. Such yep, he was right. Just such cheating Dude, bastards. And so arrogant about it then and still arrogant about it right. now. Major league pitchers have said that they would rather face a guy on steroids than face a guy who knows what's coming. Oh yeah. For sure. Like, because here's the thing agree. with steroids. It's like you still had to hit the home runs. Yeah. Like just because you take steroids doesn't mean all of a sudden you're just bombing homers. You right. still have to have a good swing. You still correctly. have to be able to hit a fastball. I just said correctly. And Correct. I just – it's so much worse that the season in question ended in a championship for this team. Yeah. You know, like we talk about Pete yes. Rose, lifetime ban, bet on baseball. I understand the like the reasoning behind that, but he didn't – his team didn't win a World Series because of that. He wasn't – if anything, it was going the opposite. He was, like, throwing games on purpose, which is obviously terrible for the integrity of baseball. But here we have an instance of proved cheating, an elaborate scheme, top-down management, coaches, players, everyone involved, resulting in a championship, yes. and almost a second championship yes. last year. Yep. And then they're yes. just kind of like, oh, whatever. That's what's such bullshit, dude. This should be one of the most severe penalties in sports because I don't think you can compare this situation to any other cheating scandal. Baseball is the ultimate team sport made up of individuals, right? So in football, if you know what play's coming but your left tackle slips or gets abused, that end coming in could still blow up a play. In this, you have a pitcher versus a batter. It doesn't matter how great your defense is. If the batter knows what's coming every single time, he can adjust to literally put the ball where he wants to. That's how good these right. hitters are. And and, and to, to do this for years and, and years. And, and the, the other frustrating thing is this team was so good, they didn't need this. Right. They had well, these great that's, players I think that's and great athletes. Part of the reason that makes this so that. disappointing, too, is because there was – they were an easy well, team to root for. And there was kind time. of this um, assumption that, and and kind of uh, like reputation that the Astros were a team that had done it right. They built, they built Correct. it they from the it ground the right up. Way. They they rebuilt, they drafted, they resigned. And then their guys. to hear that, yes. you know, they were cheating the whole time. Just it just puts a damper on everything. And and for those of you, and I'm telling you right now, if if you're telling me the t- the 2020 Cubs could win a World Series by cheating, lose two dr- or four draft picks, and fine $5 million and fire their manager, I will take that every year. Definitely. Literally, I'll take that every year. 
Asterisk be well, damned. I'll take and that for every those single you who are year. listening, if you're not really like a huge baseball fan and you don't really understand the implication of 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 how much of an advantage this gives you, baseball the average pitch speed is like 94 miles an hour. You have, I think, 0.27 seconds to react and decide if you want to swing at a fastball when it's thrown at you. Typically, a good difference in speed between a fastball and a breaking pitch is about 10 to 14 miles an hour. So, but it looks with the exact, same but it looks it looks like it's placement. coming at you exactly the same. So, if you're up there and someone is indicating to you that the next pitch is a breaking ball. That gives you such a competitive advantage because you can sit back and you don't have to worry about the high speed pitch. It, it's crazy how much of an advantage it gives you. It's bullshit. it's it's terrible cheating. It's I hate the Astros and I did root for them in 2017 when they right. won. Exactly. Me too. I was happy they won, right? Because like okay, the process worked. They got a squad. Exactly. Of a bunch of guys were easy to root for, like you said, Jimmy. Because that's exactly. what the White Sox As a were trying Sox to do at that point. All... So you were like, oh look, yeah, this exactly. worked. This right. Was that's great. exactly like. I I can't even tell you how many times I've referenced the Astros as an organization. Be like, well, they did it. This is what the Sox are doing. We can do it too. Such bullshit, guys. Another thing that makes this worse than steroids, and even if you're not a baseball fan, everyone knows about steroids in baseball. Everybody. And the thing that makes this way worse is steroids is an individual player decision. If a player decides they're going to take steroids, they're not Correct. cheating the league. Yes. They're also cheating their own organization. That's a solo act. That is absolutely correct. No this was... The entire franchise was in on this, and they all went all in, top to bottom. They said, this is how we're going to do it, and it was agreed upon basically unanimously. And some players say, oh, well, I wasn't a part of it, or I didn't. But you knew it was going on because there's emails and memos sent out about it. And if you're a player, you know what's going on. So I don't want to – don't do this, like, you know, pie-in-the-sky act of I didn't know or I didn't want to be a part of it, so I wasn't. You were a part of it because – you were on the 2017 team, and the whole franchise benefited from it. Death penalties. Sorry. That's how yep. that's how Manfred should have gone about this. Instead, he's a fucking puss. He granted clemency or whatever yeah. protection to the players. I don't players understand that. To it all makes the players. No sense. Yeah, it's bogus. So ridiculous. It's bogus. <sighs> so, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see how the season unfolds. They, there's already over under set on the number of hitters the Astros or be, beanings for the Astros players. And then Manfred went out and protected him against that too. So I don't think there's any way to really handing out fines and twenty game suspensions for people pitchers that go after Astros batters. Manfred's Which is stupid. Fucking, yeah, he's an idiot. He's um, so we'll. It'll be interesting to see. People talk about how people still talk about the Black Sox from like 1910, and and they're like trying to trying to get people to stop talking about the Astros cheating scam. It just happened. It just came out like a month ago. Right. This is not going away anytime soon. Yesterday, Nor they had it. their uh, spring training home opener and they got booed terribly. They, uh, uh, the funniest thing I saw, people were there with signs. They were taking the signs away from fans. So all the tweets were like Astros stealing their first sign this season. And it's just like, <laughs> It's crazy how much the MLB is trying to get and stay in front of this and make it. And people they're just are not, not going to let it because it it's a big deal. Nor should and it, they. And it messes with the integrity Agreed. of the game. They were getting booed throughout the entire game. Someone went to the, the first open to the public Astros batting practice. So someone went there and was banging the Yeah, that was awesome. Time. I was like, this is 
they are going to have the hardest season ever because they're going to face this every single game. They're going to face questions every single game. Every single team is going to give them everything that they have for each series. I cannot wait to just see them fail. That would be amazing. 68-102, that'd be amazing. Okay, so so then... So let's let's think of it from this perspective then. If you are up there and you know what's coming, how does that take away from how you would normally prepare for a pitcher and normally approach an at bat and then how that affect them now? We'll find out. Are you saying like what do they do? If I was them going I don't even know, it depends like What I'm saying is you you would naturally not prepare and and have the same approach as you would if you had to to guess what the pitcher was going to throw or, or you wouldn't study as much right. as you need to because you're going to know what's going to happen. Now that's gone. Like That's gone for you. So you have to now refocus and really pay attention to your approach and your scouting reports. On well, top that's of what I mean. Crap. I feel like, like now, it's gonna be a really now we're going to find out how good these players actually are. Yeah, how good they act. Correct. You know? You're right. I wish, I wish that... that I wish that the MLB would sit a security guard in their home dugout every single game just as a form of embarrassment, just to sit there and monitor what's going on to make sure 100% nothing happens. I think that would be not good enough, but something to just remind them every day of what they did. Yep, I can't wait. We'll continue to be on the the leading edge of Astro embarrassment yes, sir. on this podcast. Yes, yes, we will. All right, I we like will cut it there because we're going a little bit long. So thank you, everyone, who tuned in. Again, a couple of reminders. If you don't already, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bros Let's Talk. Also, if you're on Facebook, join our sports discussion group, Old Sport. And uh, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at broseletstalk.podbean.com. For Jimmy and Sean, this is Pat. Later, dudes. See you, boys. All right. Latest on the men, Jay. Hey, goodbyes! <laughs> <laughs>